0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to
1: Good Talks.
0: My name is Mark Little.
1: And I'm Marie Murataya.
0: And this episode is brought to you by the good people at Bean Chata. Bean Chata. When Horchata just won't do. Bean Chata, please, drink responsibly. Also fully endorsed by Justin Bieber.
1: Man, I feel like it's been, well it has been so long since I've been... Since I've been standing here, sitting here, doing whatever here, recording here.
0: Yeah, we haven't had a cast in a little bit. Um, the funny thing is, is that people won't know that I know. except for the fact that we said it. But you know what I mean? I know. Because the episodes will just be like, "Oh, there's an episode there. There's another episode."
1: That's true. But so, it's I mean, truthfully, it's uh, it just yeah. feels good to be doing this again.
0: It does feel good. I'm excited. Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast uh, since um, just as. The, the podcast specifically, this one, mm-hmm. but then also just podcasts as a format in general, I think yeah. are, are really fun. And um, hmm, it's interesting because when they talk about uh, people come up, talk about when you're coming up with a product, you don't want to try and sell something that you wouldn't buy. Right. And I don't really buy podcasts, but I listen to them. And um, so I guess in a sense, now I'm selling them too.
1: Well, but, do you feel like you would listen? you would listen to our podcast?
0: I guess. I guess I would. Yeah. Uh, I hope I would since I'm the one talking. So I should find everything that I say extremely interesting.
1: Gosh, I should hope so.
0: I already do. It's really I it's, know you do. It's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh huh. Um anyways, so since we've last spoken, we both have finished Rich Dead Poor Dead, is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah. We have finished. We I like I told you, I think I want to read it again. Yeah, me too. Um I definitely am ready to read uh High Performance Habits.
0: Ah uh, yes, the HP6. Mhm. Yeah, that's a, that is a good one. I actually looked uh, through my phone the other day and evidently at some point in that book they have you like take notes. Um now that I say it, I remember it. there's multiple times that you do it. <laughs> uh but I think I only did it once in my phone and I found a little uh a little list. I don't even it's been a few days, so I don't remember exactly what it was, but maybe like a few different goals. Something like uh, you have to highlight your three biggest, three strongest strengths. I guess. Oh okay. Your, your, like your top three skills. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's now that just talking about it, that reminds me how uh, interesting of a book that is, <laughs> and just like the different things to focus on, and and it's cool because literally, like the idea of start using these six these six habits, and it'll change your life. And I think he says multiple times, even if you only pick, like, you know, one or two, Mm -hmm. like, that will still make some percentage of a difference, right? Yeah. Um, But for the ultimate difference, combine them all.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to uh, read it and have have some more things to talk about here, that's for sure. Yeah. And that you understand, because I haven't read it, and you have, so. Yeah. It'll be uh, fun to dive into that.
0: Definitely. Uh, You know what I I really liked about the end of... um, the uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, Mm. was uh, I like when he gives the example of the guy who is uh, concerned about being able to afford college for his uh, kids. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember exactly how the numbers worked out or or what it was. Um, But essentially, he's like, well, here, I'll tell you what to do. Start now and buy like this cheap apartment or something. And and boom, by the time the kid is uh, of college age, the dad has already, um, the dad that rich dad or the dad that robert kiyosaki is telling mm-hmm. what to do has um flipped that property into like a more expensive property yeah to like i think even another more expensive property and he's realizing that he can either maybe not two times but he can either uh, just continue to have that cash flow coming in or he could probably sell the house off and completely afford uh his college kids college yeah
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I was like, wow, that's cool. I do
1: know. That's
0: good. I like, I like those. I really like how that book is a mixture of like, here, do this, and then stories to back up yeah. when it's happened.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because- Examples. I get, personally, as a, a reader, um, I like having those examples. I like having some narrative that draws me
0: in. It's easier to remember.
1: It's easier to remember, and it's also, it's just more meaningful. And I- I love reading like fiction books because I love the story and I like getting invested in a story and in yeah. having an emotional connection. And so, the way that that book that um, Bobby writes his book is like Young Bob, Bob Kiyosaki, yeah, yeah, um, is very good because there's a there's a piece of it that resonates at least with me emotionally. But then there's all of that great financial literature and that great information. Mm-hmm. And so when I have that emotional connection, just and I think that's just part of my character is that I like for me to learn. I also I, I learn better when I'm emotionally invested. Yeah. And I think that might be true for a lot of people. They yeah. just don't realize it. But I just I just know that about myself. And so it, it definitely made me like, oh, man, I got to take action.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it's like if you don't care about something, where are you going to learn about it? Sure. And I mean, that's that's an emotion. Well, Caring.
1: yeah, I think that, though, like and I, I just know I, I am a person who has very strong emotions and i uh i definitely let them be known mm-hmm. for the most part I, I do pretty good if i don't if i shouldn't be showing them but um i think that i get like when I, he tells the stories like the one about um where he was had he gosh now i can't remember but there was one about something about the guy that came to him asking what to do about his son who was in high school who wanted like a new car or oh, something. Yeah, sure. And then he told the guy like to I don't know what he told the guy to do, but the guy ended up playing that game, the cash flow game with his son. Okay. And then his son just decided He, he ended up investing. He ended up investing. He decided he didn't need what everybody else had. And yeah. like it it just was that story, I, I got so like, oh my gosh, good for him. Like sure. <laughs> just like all emotionally involved. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. It was just, uh, it was just neat.
0: Yeah, that's cool. No, I like that too. <laughs> his son, he ends up having, uh, he, what the guy tells his son is basically here's $3,000. If you can turn this $3,000 into enough mm-hmm. money to buy you a car without using this money, go ahead. And so he'd like, tells him to, to look into the stock market and stuff. And then um, the kid gets in into the market and ins, into learning about stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh, kind of forgets that he even wants the car. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he like loses some money and then he just kind of- Oh, that's right. He recognizes that like, or the dad says something along the lines of like, he doesn't even care about the money so much at this point. Like the initial money to sure. buy the car, he's just interested. So now he's yeah. learning. So uh, win-win.
1: Yeah. See, that's why we make good, uh, book club partners. Cause I remember like the, Oh, I remember the gist or the general idea of something that happened. Like, yeah, yeah that happened. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that happened. Here's all the details about it. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> there's always that, uh, there's always that back and forth. I mean,
1: it's good. Yeah. No, it's good.
0: No, it's good. Um, after that book, after I finished that book, I started reading, um, what's it called? It's like, the truth about money and your future or something like that by uh, Rick Edelman, who's a financial planner guy. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting right now because it's just, it's all about um, these first few chapters. I'm in like chapter eight or something are all about um, future technology, disruptive technology that's coming out. So Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, robots um, or AI or um, nanotechnology. They're talking about like crazy stuff. Like like a camera that fits on something that's thinner than a piece of your hair. What? Like, yeah. And talking about like 3D, 3D no. printing, 3D printing little tiny cameras that are like almost that small. And so then they can like go into your body and like shit like that.
1: Why do we need this?
0: I don't know. So that they, well, I mean... <clears throat> On one end, there's there's yeah. a lot of great stuff it can do, yeah, right? I know. Like you can, you don't now you don't have to cut someone open, right? To see what's inside of them, you can just right. thread through a little camera, and so by doing that, it's uh, cheaper and more efficient, and you're y- yeah. basically
1: it's not a, as much of a risk. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, the risk I goes get down. That I yeah. totally
1: get that, and I I appreciate that kind of stuff, and I think that that's like when I think about technology. And, like, why, you know, we're given these minds that can think up all this stuff. Sure. Um, I think that that's a huge reason why. Like, it's to to make something great or positive or I don't know. But then right. it's, like, so scary.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's weird stuff, too. Uh, I think he even says um, in the book, and toward, if not at the beginning, like, towards the very beginning, something along the lines of you know if you're thinking like all this sounds like it's going to really invade my privacy he's like well guess what you don't even have mm-hmm. privacy anyway so yeah. d- stop pretending um and that's uh, that's like what Gary Vee says too yeah which is interesting um just like guess what man you <laughs> and i think I this know. is exactly what he says like you already lost the war like that's that's not even on the table to be like hey no i mean unless you're unless you're willing to sacrifice all technology including every current thing and thing we've had for the past you know 15 years
1: then you'd be amish
0: right which i mean not not 100 if you're just living like you're well, in the you know 1970s
1: i guess so i could still have like my straightener and my blow dryer yeah i'd be good
0: yeah but what it what he is saying is eventually almost i forget what it's called but almost like the nest thing like Uh, You know what I'm talking about? Or the ring doorbell. Like almost every Mm. part of your house or a refrigerator that tells you when you need more milk will eventually be like on the Wi-Fi because they're all, they'll all be connected to each other because it'll be real convenient. (sighs) Right? I know. It's, yeah. See,
1: okay. And I'm just going to, and this is, I'm pulling out my soapbox because I have, I've already, I see it in younger generations. I mean, I see it in preschoolers where there's so much more reliability on technology and then and I mean I don't have like off the top of my head I don't have numbers and studies you know that can say like yeah critical thinking is decreasing yeah but when we, you're
0: saying the kids are the kids are relying more on technology um or what are you saying
1: not not a hundred percent i actually see i see adults relying more on technology now Oh yeah, yeah right now but then i what i'm saying is then then that's only going to trickle down we're right. going that's all we're going to be able to teach our younger generation technology and the other day i was in a speech session with one of my students he's nonverbal. um and so i had out an ipad that i it's my speech ipad i never like using it unless it's it has their apps. I showed you the app where you can like touch it and it talks for you when you make choices of what yeah, color yeah, yeah, you want yeah. or something. Yeah. It's called Verbal Me, whatever.
0: Verbal and Me. So, Verbal
1: Me. Well, I had my iPad out and then it died, but I have that app on my phone and I was getting some good information with like getting some good stuff done with him. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm going to pull up my phone, pull up this app just so I can have him finish this one thing we're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And I do it and he four-year-old bo- little boy took my phone from me, slid it up like he knows how to open my phone. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, I just put my phone away. I was like, never mind. That was a bad <laughs> idea. Like, <laughs> you know, we'll just go without the technology. And I yeah. have plenty of, you know, um, low technology, like. Pictures that I can use and pull when, when my iPad dies. I just wanted consistency in that moment and realized, like, no, like, this is what happens. This is life. He might have a technologi- technological device that does that. So he needs to, I don't know. I was just, I got so, it just like blew my mind that the four year old could open my and... phone. I know. Yeah. But I don't see that every day. I mean, a four year
0: old could open a door. I know. So why can't they slide their finger no, across the screen? I get it. Yeah. Yeah, trust
1: me. I get it. But it's just the fact that, like, that, that technology is so Pervasive. readily available and and if you have a refrigerator telling you when you need milk as in an adult yeah like that it just to me it's like takes away a step that i don't know to oh, me, it's, it's like, like
0: a certain level of personal responsibility that people have
1: yeah, yeah. i don't know because i feel like then that and I could just be going on a rant here and not making any sense, what? but I just feel like when you start taking away those pers- those responsibilities, like that's just a, a, a trickle down effect for people like not even being held accountable. Like sure, sure. then if they get sick from the milk, damn it, my refrigerator didn't tell right, me this right, time. Right. Like, you know, and, yeah. it, I'm and like,
0: now all of a sudden you have to sign a, uh, yeah. A, a waiver for every piece of technology in your house is like yeah. yes and I, it's like i agree to not hold apple uh, responsible if my <laughs> if, fridge...
1: if i get sick from yeah. turnt milk
0: yeah no uh. that's that's actually that's an interesting point though because um i mean on on a lot of levels so on one level because it turns the world kind of into the world of wally right and it's like sure. everyone's just floating around cuz whatever cuz they yeah. don't they don't have to walk they don't have to think they don't have to do anything and of course, like as people, like every piece of technology, unless it's been something to create war has been like, how can we make our lives more comfortable or someone's life more comfortable? Right. Cause it's like, let's create something to, uh, make couches better. Perfect. They should vibrate. That's better. Or like mm-hmm. these kids in Africa can't drink water. All right. Let's make a device that makes the water drinkable. Okay. like And that's beautiful. Sure. But I see what you're saying. Like it can just, it just unchecked. It could lead to just total lack of responsibility, which then makes you think of someone like Jordan Peterson, whose whole thing is like, find the hardest thing you can do and do it. Yeah. Right. And his essentially thesis is, uh, that's why so many people are unhappy is because they aren't finding the hardest thing they can do and doing it. They're Mm -hmm. picking something that's like easy and they can just go for it. Yeah. Or they're not picking anything at all and not doing shit. So that's interesting that that technology is kind of in direct contradiction with uh, the thoughts of a psychologist who's saying like, hey, this this is how you make your life meaningful. And that's what I'm saying is for a meaningful life, not for an easy life or for a necessarily fun life. But right. meaningful is probably um, more fun than devoid of meaning. I would right. Guess.
1: No. Um. And now I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going backwards, but what I mean, cause you're, you're talking about the ways that technology can be used and I, I'm a huge proponent of technology in the communication field when it comes to being an alternative means of communication. Sure. I mean, that's, that's something that I, um, one day maybe will even be specialized in because I find such, um, it's, it's just so awesome that we have these different things now for people people that can't communicate through verbalizing Mm. and you know they there's so many different companies there's so many awesome tools that they can use but um then other things are like even in the speech world then there's other now apps for learning language for kids that are verbal and it's like it's just is that is the word double-edged sword appropriate here where it's like
0: if you think on one hand it's good and the other yeah hand, on it's one hand technology
1: you? in our field is great and then on the other hand when we're using it with for building language in children who need to be working on social interaction they should oh, be you know what i mean like yeah. we shouldn't be turning to the app and so i get very i get very testy about this because right. i don't I won't use my iPad for that, like those situations where I can directly work on it face to face with a student, and they don't need that app to sure express their language.
0: Yeah, and as as someone who's never tried to teach a kid social skills, but it just seems so self evident that I know. Uh, if if you're having an issue with if the child's goal is to learn to look someone in the eye and talk to them, well. Showing a picture of eyes is not uh, right. the way to do it. I mean, maybe like step one, if you can't even think of eyes without closing your own. But uh, yeah, I mean, once are... you're at some higher level where you're yeah. like, "Hey, I'm looking for interaction with you, kid." Yeah,
1: like I'm not gonna pull out the iPad. No, unless unless a, yeah, I'll use a mirror. But anyway, yeah. sorry, that's just my little rant because we talked about technology, so I got it in there.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. It's it's one of those things. It's like. Completely interesting, and at the same time, I've always been kind yeah. of like, God, like, why, why do we need that? Like, we don't need that. Um, just like a little fearful of of anything that's to come. Um,
1: I know, I agree. As,
0: as far as that all goes, because then it, you know, then you get the Terminator world, and you're just like, No, I know. We should have stopped it.
1: I know, and, and it doesn't help. That's that we-
0: why we have Elon Musk.
1: I know. He's here to uh, stop it. I want him on the podcast one day, Kay.
0: <laughs> Done. He did PewDiePie. You don't know who PewDiePie is?
1: No, I don't. But
0: he had, uh, he did meme review, which is oh, uh, cool a segment. Uh, I mean, he's a big ass YouTuber though. He's like he's got like okay at this this point, he probably has eighty nine million. Yeah, and by the time this is out, he'll probably have ninety one million at least. Nice. It's, he's crazy, but um, yeah, the world, man.
1: The world. It is it is an ever changing place. And so. then if you
0: listen to someone like Alex Jones, uh, you know who that is.
1: Which one is his?
0: He's a, he's a conspiracy theorist. That's what people your brother, call him.
1: I think your brother, Chad, Chad and I were talking about him yesterday.
0: Yeah. He's, he's super interesting. Uh, he was on the Joe Rogan show multiple times, but, uh, he's just talking about like how all that technology essentially comes from people like getting, reaching into other dimensions.
1: Oh yeah. And, We've talked about yeah it. yeah
0: Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. I don't know. You never know, man. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So much different stuff going on.
1: Um, yeah. Reaching into other dimensions. Like the dimension of Dune?
0: Um, maybe. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> always got to throw a quick Dune reference. They, you always have to. Like, It could be that's exactly what they're reaching. Because they did have some interesting things. They had thopters in there.
1: Uh-huh. Definitely
0: a type of uh, helicopter I wasn't used to. The, uh... Giant sandworms. I was
1: just going to say the worms.
0: That's that's a t- technology in and of itself.
1: The, the suits, the still suits.
0: Still suits. All Where these kinds
1: of Their own sweat and bodily fluids to make what? See, that's technology that made water.
0: It is. And there's, he's talking about that in this book, too. He's talking about uh, we only, what, access like 1% of the earth's water, something like that. Like that's a, what I've heard. As far as uh, the rest is all salt water. Yeah. It's like, dang yeah dang and this is cool um i'm just talking about like 3d printing and um that scares me 3d printing yeah why
1: i don't know i remember the first time i heard about it it just like gave me a bad feeling i was like ooh. and and it could just be that just like that's a huge change you know oh yeah huge in new college thing.
0: i had a 3d printing class in college you did yeah i printed some stuff
1: i feel like it's i didn't hear about it until college
0: it's not that scary you could you could print some scary shit though. Um, you you remember? You probably don't remember. People were printing. Uh, what were they? What's it called? AR ten. Yeah. Those rifles. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. That about that. Are the AR ten?
1: I don't name? know, but that's. I think that's why I got scared.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, there's always the, the uh, ability to do that. That's just like all of these technologies, man. There's there's the upside and there's the downside.
1: Yeah, for, and I,
0: uh, about ninety nine percent of them.
1: That's the thing. It's it's like. You know, things are made, and then they get into other people's hands, and it's kind of... And then not just that, but like you said, when you leave things unchecked, and people are just making all kinds of stuff, I guess. Yeah. And there's not as much... There's not control.
0: But at the same time, it's like, would you want to control?
1: I know. I just... As Mm. as soon as I said control, I go, yeah, but then like, what do we... Then...
0: Who controls it? Who
1: controls it? And then they have power, and then... It's just, you know, I guess what do we do? We hope for the best and say everything that happens to us is the best possible thing. That's true. It's the
0: best possible thing. You just, you know, you uh, you try and influence as many people uh, yeah. in whatever way you think is the best way, I guess. You know, you decide what you think is the best version of the world mm-hmm. and you do your best to do that until you find someone else who you hear their version of the world and you're like, oh, that's that's better than mine. And then you're like, oh, or like part of that's better than mine. Yeah. So I'll take that. And then you just hope everyone learns those things. Right. <laughs> and if not, well, if we see how close we get. I know. Yeah.
1: I know. Maybe it's the optimist in me, but I just feel like the, the people that are trying like, to influence positively will come up, Sure. you know, on top. But um.
0: No, it's good. We'll find it's out. It's one of those things. Like, why not believe that? Um, because, uh, makes sense. It
1: does. Look. It's what all the Disney movies say.
0: That's right. <laughs> That's right. And people say that, the, that movies are all uh, just designed by Hollywood to, uh, prepare us for the upcoming events of the world, you know, as they like unleash new technologies on us. You don't know who, about this?
1: Who gave Hollywood the power? That's what I want to hey, know. Hey
0: man, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we could, I'm sure we could look it all up. Uh, but, yeah, well,
1: uh, maybe we should at some point. It's
0: one of those things that you start to you start to walk into that wormhole and you've just yeah. found yourself a lifetime of study. Yeah. There's a lot. A well, lot of it, that stuff. It's interesting, but it doesn't always leave you walking away feeling like, all right, no. glad I read that.
1: And there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there too. Of course. You know?
0: Of course. There's a lot of people who are legitimately insane. Yeah. You know? Um who knows? Or maybe they just are permanently accessing the uh, the other dimension where all the technology is coming Ooh. from you know that's yeah. another option yeah it's crazy stuff man
1: i know it really is
0: but uh, i still like some of the old technology like uh, acupuncture
1: acupuncture i
0: got some, some of that done today <laughs> nice so it's it's that's the thing is like there'll always be new, new technologies and then it makes me interested for things like that it's like you hurt your back You know, usually like you really heard it, you'd be out for a month or whatever for laying on the ground for a week. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they can give you a pill that has nano robots in it that'll go in there and just be like, and like, that's the thing is they can like control where they go. So, so that's why it's cool and scary. No, I get it. Like (laughs) I get it. Right. You give that to the wrong person. You're like now 5 million drinks. Bottles of Coca Cola have one nano robot in it and that's all it takes to destroy a person's heart and everyone turns oh, on the robot on the same day and like boom. Scares. Five thousand Coca-Cola mm-hmm. drinkers are dead. But you could also save one person's back.
1: So five thousand Coca Cola drinkers versus one person?
0: Hey man. That's just a hypothesis. I'm not saying <laughs> that know. would actually happen. Uh I and, know. And I hope it doesn't. But now that I said it, it might.
1: It's just crazy. Yeah. Um
0: That's there's the that's the plot for a movie. That's basically the plot of Batman: Dark Knight. Is like Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: like that stuff ever Mm -hmm. in the water. There's always the potential for everything to be destroyed.
1: No, it's It's like all right. It's true, you know. Um, This is why you can't take things for granted. It's true. (laughs) It's true. You just can't because. Like we live our fun little lives over here and, you know, make music, go cure a few lisps. And um, at the end of the day, doing pretty good.
0: Hey, man, I like it. <laughs> I, I actually
1: don't cure lisps, but just, you know.
0: Oh, geez. Well, you're not doing your job right then. <laughs> and on that note, this has been a good talk.
1: A great talk.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to Good Talks with Mark Little and
1: Marie Murataya.
0: Of course, as always, this episode is brought to you by the lovely people at Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do. Bean Chata. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.